Welcome to the Dad Code Podcast, where real dads come for real talk and no BS. We are your hosts, Blake Melton and Bradley Newberry. Good afternoon, Bradley. Good afternoon. We want to welcome everyone into the next episode of DDS, Dads Discussing Sports. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about teams or a team that we remember growing up with and what stood out about the team. Yeah. Or around the philosophy. I mean, one that I'm automatically thinking of because I don't necessarily watch this sport anymore. My mind goes straight to the Chicago Bulls for some reason. I would agree with you on all fronts there. So, <laughs> you know, what was it? The the early nine, early to mid nineties. That's right. That, that was the basketball team du jour. Pretty much in the eastern half of the United States, I would say. Yeah, the western may have been the Lakers. Western could have been Lakers, could have been the Jazz at that time, Mm, too. The mailman. Mailman, John Stockton. John Stockton. A lot of good rivalries there. There were some good rivalries probably in the east with with the Knicks. Oh, they had the Knicks. Mm -hmm. We had um, later mid to later 90s Orlando Magic, a team that Blake and I watched with uh, Anthony Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, absolutely. Dennis Scott and others. Yeah, but you know, the... um, the Bulls really—that was what got me into basketball. I mean, that's what I saw every Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. after church at my grandmother Reba's house. I mean, it, it was—it was Michael Jordan, obviously, Scottie Pippen, oh, Scottie Pippen, Luke Longley, Horace Grant. What was it, Bill Weatherton, Weatherton, or something like that? Bill Winnington. Winnington, Winnington. That's it. That's it. Steve Kerr, you know, all those guys, man. It, it's like you knew everybody on the team, it felt like. Mm. It was it was Dennis Rodman was there. He was there for a little bit. Luke I mean, Longley. I remember specifically. Tony Kukoc. St- Tony Kukoc. Wow. One of the first. B.J. Armstrong. Golly, you're guard. pulling up some names now, dude. I mean, I specifically remember staying up like to like 1030 at night watching Watching basketball ESPN, games ESPN. on WGN and, yeah. and all that because they're Chicago based and dude, my mom would come in there and be like, "You're supposed to be asleep." I'm like, "Well, I had to see Michael Jordan make the winning shot or whatever," <laughs> and that was really what got me into to basketball. And I, like you, you know, once I kind of once the Jordan era ended, quote unquote, you know, I kind of got to the point where I was like, "Man, yeah." No one really carried the torch, really, in my opinion. Oh, there have been plenty of fine basketball athletes that have come since then. But um, just talking from personal experience, I, the, the sport itself didn't keep my attention as I got older. No. Well, it, it, there, a lot of things changed. I don't feel like people like, – there was a point where they just stopped playing defense, I felt like. Hmm. You know, where they were just literally – if it was a fast break, everybody was – like I, are you gonna, a little street ball, a little pickup, yeah, little pickup basketball? I don't know. It just it just felt like you know, back when Jordan and and uh, Dumars and and Isaiah Thomas were all out there. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's probably it's probably still going on those kinds of rivalries, but it it just felt like they weren't going to let the other one score one single point on them. That that's it felt like they were absolutely going to try to dominate them it was it was just it felt like it to me 
And again, I don't watch a lot of basketball now, so it may, it, it may be this way again with the newer players that are up there. But it just felt like there was an intensity to the game that I just don't feel right now. I mean, I believe some of the rule changes have taken the intensity away. Yeah. Uh, they a lot, would a lot of flopping. They would position it as a good thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, we, we grew up in a time where physicality and that type of intensity was what we wanted to see, not only yep. in basketball, but that's what kind of drew us into hockey. Mm-hmm. We wanted to see a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Football, that's what transitioned us into that was yeah. boom, they're hitting. Exactly. Boom. I mean, back in the day, I just felt like they were banging. I mean, they're probably yeah. banging now down low and everything, but I just felt like there were there were people that I felt like almost legitimately did not like each other. Yeah. And it was also it was always just like a little like a drama to see uh, a basketball drama, if you will. Uh, to see them play because you you you're like I know they're out there talking trash right. to each other. Well, I you know we can't mention the Chicago Bulls without touching on their coach, mm. Phil Jackson, and the triangle the triangle offense. offense. Man, that was a big deal. They would talk about it all the time, and as youngsters, you know, I hear the words and they would try to diagram it. But yeah, what, I, what a what a what a thing. I mean, I, that's something that I will always remember. Is, yeah. I mean, oh, coach and his "quote unquote" triangle offense. Yeah, I, um, I mean, it was kind of weird because you know Phil Jackson was just as much of a of an icon on that team as everybody else, which I guess all great teams, rock star. You know, yeah. they they have kind of that rock star coach, and you know Phil Jackson was definitely that guy. But um, yeah, but yeah, that, that's my memory for for basketball for is basketball. always going to be yeah. the Chicago Bulls. I mean, it, it kind of. For a brief period, morphed into the to the Orlando Magic, but oh yeah, Shaquille O'Neal was kind of the big draw there. Penny, yeah, Penny. I remember 3D. all of them, and thanks to those that created the uh, video game NBA Live, I got mm-hmm. to play with some of my favorite basketball stars. Yep, I was the Orlando Magic very often. Yep, and uh, NBA Jam. Remember NBA that? Jam. Oh, man, yep. that was a good one. He's heating up. <laughs> oh god, terrible shot. <laughs> But uh, other teams that we grew up with, uh, what about the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s? I can't say that I was ever a fan. I, I wasn't man, ever really they're a fan. all over my yeah. damn TV. Well, they still are. They still are. It's like the media just, they, they okay, so America's team, quote unquote. Look, there was a reason why they were on my TV screen in the 90s, because their team was actually good. I don't know why the hell they're on my screen now. Uh, dude, they haven't uh, won anything in decades at this point. Yeah, I'm. My wife is a Cowboys fan. I'll put that as, as a disclaimer. But I, I get so tired of seeing them on TV just because. Honestly, lately they've not been very good. They're just not. I mean, back in the day, you, but it's you, a media circus. It is with Jerry Jones. It and, is. It's it and the star. That's a good way it's to a describe brand. it. I mean, it, people are more there to look at the spectacle of the stadium that they've built. I mean, and. It's kind of a shame when that's the big draw right now instead of what's happening on the field. Hmm. But, yeah, yeah. I, I remember them. They would uh, – oh, with old Troy Aikman and yeah. Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith. I mean, yeah. they were running up and down the fields. They were beating the Buffalo Bills in Super Bowls. And Golly, that was back before concussions were really a concern uh, on, on top of everybody's mind. So, I mean, I remember Troy getting oh, concussed about every other game, it seemed mm-hmm. like. 
But uh, knocked out. I mean, other teams that I remember growing up. I, obviously, we've talked about it before, but I remember the Atlanta Braves, the New York Yankees, and baseball. They man. were both iconic teams in the '90s. Yeah, the Braves. That was. That's really what I think about when I think of teams in the '90s. Is uh, um, Sid Bream rounding rounding third base mm. coming in? It, 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 would it have ever been the same if he was not so damn slow? No. I remember exactly where I was. Oh, yeah? I was Mitchell Nelson. I was on a Mitchell Nelson trip at Land Between the Lakes when that game was happening. Mm -hmm. And me and my friends were watching that as it happened. Wow. As a Braves fan, I couldn't believe, A, that he even rounded third, much less ran out of I mean, to use the term lumbering that is the definition of of a person lumbering around third does anyone out there remember who actually hit the ball that put the ball in play oh because he was, was he wasn't a normal he wasn't a regular starter. no he wasn't um i forgot his name mm. i can see him i've got the name i know you do and i can't believe i can't remember he wasn't a regular he usually a pinch hitter was it batista his name was francisco cabrera, cabrera. dang it Poked yeah. it out to left field. I still don't know how Sid Bream took two bases. I mean, guys, he was dragging <laughs> his legs. I mean, it looked like his he had 25-pound ankle weights around wow. his ankles. And the slide, the slide Ooh. was just, it was more like a fall. controlled fall. Yeah, it was a definite fall. Yeah, I mean, it was, the Braves were definitely the team of the 90s for Oh, me. don't forget the Yankees. I mean, they they the were Yankees. the the ones that everyone wanted to hate. I mean, you I had, you had either you hated them or liked them. Um, as Braves fans, you don't like them because they <clears throat> they they won World Series, mm-hmm. where we had hoped that the Braves would win. But I mean, you can't not think about Steinbrenner. Yep, the yep. Yankee icon. I yeah, mean, man. we think about Don Mattingly. Yep. Don Mattingly. You fast forward a little bit, you think of Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams, Mariano, Derek Jeter. What about some Jorge Posada? Yep, Jorge Posada, man. That's another one. Joe Girardi. A lot of really good ones on that. David Justice actually made it on that team a little bit more in the 2000s. Yeah, I mean, dude, there was, and then you can't talk about the Yankees without mentioning Mariano Rivera. And what about number. Shortstop. Number two. Number two, Derek Jeter. The Jeets, the Capitan. Do you – I've got a quick question before we get too long-winded on this, but uh, as a person that followed the Boston Red Sox, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts about Alex Rodriguez? Um, he was kind of all over the map with the Rangers. So when he played the for the Rangers, I thought he was – I loved him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also didn't know much about him. And when he became a Yankee, I learned the because I saw him play more, and I got to see a side of him that I didn't really care for that much. I okay. felt like he was more kind of a dick. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's just competitive. He's always been competitive, and I just view it that way because I'm a Red Sox fan and he was a Yankee. But there's no denying his talent. I mean, first off, the guy's a freaking specimen. Who was he, like 6'4", 6'5"? He was one of the, like Cal Ripken, he was one of the really tall shortstops to ever play oh, when he played at, at, uh, 
at uh, Texas. And uh, him making the transition to third base, uh, I, I would be lying if I was saying I was rooting against him being able to make the transition. Um, but, I mean, the guy could absolutely stroke as far as hitting goes. I mean, golly. And, uh, but, yeah, he actually got in some battles both physical and, you know, just in the game. Some verbal Some verbal, verbal and fisticuffs <laughs> uh, on the fields with the Red Sox. So, yeah, I um, – A-Rod was always – he was one of those that, you know, I loved his talent. He was actually pretty fun to watch and to try to emulate. But uh, as far as him wearing that Yankee uniform – couldn't stand it. I'll tell you one that I remember uh, going to the batting cages with you um, when we were younger. That you would try to swing like this person going back to the Braves, the oh, old crime, the dog. crime dog, the Fred cape swing, McGriff, the cape swing, the. Whoosh. <laughs> so, yeah. But those are little things that set someone apart yeah. as unique. And yeah. um, Fred McGriff with that swing. Had it perfected. Yeah, he did. And, and very underrated, actually. He actually was. I mean, and dude, he was the 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 consummate professional. Never, you never heard a word out of him. He went out there, he did his job, did it well, retired gracefully. Mm-hmm. He knew when to call it quits. He didn't have any aspirations of playing, you know, too long. He's a very productive player. He was a great one for for everybody to to look up to whenever they were that age. Yeah, and I grew up uh, pitching a lot, so um, I had a kind of eye at Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz. What a great pitching staff. What in the world were they doing in Atlanta with all that? I don't know. I mean, Steve Avery. Yeah. You know, and then they had Mark Wohler's closing. And then we won't talk about John Rocker. Johnny Rocker. But... I mean that guy's a nutcase. <laughs> hey, you got it's okay to have a little crazy in you when you're little, throwing a hundred miles per little, hour. Little Greg McMichael throwing from throwing from down here. Oh man, that, there was a lot of that was a pitching staff. How could they how could they not expect to win with mm-hmm. that kind of pitching staff? I'm just glad they got one World Series so I didn't have to talk about them like the Buffalo Bills, the team <laughs> that always got there but could never finish it. Yeah, I mean, they made a lot of questionable front office decisions as the years went on. But, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to really understand the, the business side of baseball, but salary caps and such. But um, ah. as far as I'm concerned, that is the team of the 90s for me in, in, in sports, just being a baseball nut in general. I mean, That's golly. They had the pitching staff. They had all. The, they had star power, in my opinion. You know, well, you mentioned David Justice, marketability. You oh remember, my gosh, Chipper Jones. You remember them doing the commercial about Dick or <laughs> Chicks Dick the Long Ball? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you remember those commercials? When have baseball pitchers had TV spots for commercials? Uh, I mean, and honestly, yeah, two yeah. guys that were honestly not that. Flamboyant no, they're at all. They're, they're kind of. They're actually kind of nerds. <laughs> they are goofy. When Greg Maddox wearing his uh, glasses. But uh, thank you for letting us have a few minutes to share some of our memories of the 1990s and sports teams that made an impression upon us. Um, this was another episode of DDS. Stay tuned. Um, tomorrow we're bringing you a new episode of the Dad Code Presents. Hey, Dad. Y'all be well. <laughs>